Welcome to the Harvest Sound Podcast, for music and mission, truth and prophecy, creativity and compassion merge as one. So read it one more time. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Those are the words of Jesus, speaking of also abundant life, other translations. Let's uh, go to the next passage. And this is coming at you from James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's some good news. Thank you, Lord. And I think we got First Peter. We touched on this last week. It says, be self-controlled. Or you got a different translation there? All right, let me read from here then. Be alert and sober of mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. All right, please be seated. So you might see a common theme there. Resist him. We are the resistance, and we're to literally not allow the devil to have his way, to pillage and destroy our lives, to wreak havoc. And um, so we have to learn to fight. And God wants to train us to be good warriors, good soldiers of Christ Jesus. And one thing we have to understand is you look across humanity, you look across the world, and you see things getting worse and worse, and evil people getting worse and worse is that it's not just an abstract force of evil that we're dealing with. It's not like the force of Star Wars. It comes through people. It comes through, even behind the people, is powers and principalities. Even behind that, the head of it all, the head of evil, as far as we know, is Satan, Lucifer. And so there's personalities that push the evil agendas. And so... Our battle is not against flesh and blood, even though the devil loves to take people captive to do his will. Yes, he has a will. And he wants to wreak havoc. He wants to destroy whatever God is doing, whatever good and beautiful thing that God has created. He hates it. He hates God's people, maybe the most. But we know that Satan will be crushed under our feet will soon be crushed under our feet. God's going to use your, your foot to crush the head of the serpent. But we have to be willing. We have to be willing to fight this fight, to take it on, to say, I'm not going to get pushed around. We have to be determined. We have to be warriors. Okay? And so we look at such passages, and, and we, we're encouraged, but we understand the gravity of the fight. That is, this is a fight for souls for all of eternity for family members and friends and cities and nations that hang in the balance of eternity. And God sends us in as his special forces to rescue those who are still in darkness, that the people in darkness will see a great light. And they're going to see it because you showed up and you had that armor of light on. And you're willing to be lit for Jesus and this is what God's looking for. 
He's looking for a force of righteousness on the earth who will not bow to the idols of this world. We talked a lot this weekend about idols for some reason. A lot of idols coming down. And I believe we're in a time in America where things are being exposed for the futility that they are, the, the things that we once trusted in, maybe even above the Lord, bank accounts, Wall Street, you know, doctor's offices. I mean, things that we would run to first and then have nothing worked. Like, oh, well, let's, uh, I guess we do. all we can do is pray. Now, that should be our first course of action. Amen? Amen. To go to the Lord. Where does our help come from? Our, it doesn't say our help comes from government. It comes from the Lord, the government above the government. Amen? And so let's, let's go to Ephesians chapter 6, a very famous passage when it comes to spiritual warfare that we all need to be very familiar with. Sarah actually ended last week's teaching with this passage, referring to this, about the full armor of God. Let's just read it as a reference. We'll touch on some of this as we go. So Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which... Uh, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Ooh, that's packed, isn't it? Y'all feeling all that? So let's get into it. So first thing we, we got to understand is we are at war. We've established that there is an evil, there is an enemy, there's an adversary. And um, we talked more in detail of, his, of the particular of Satan and his names and his characters last week. His attributes, if you will, that are only used for evil. He has no mercy. You can, he cannot be trusted. He only speaks lies. That's his native language. Okay, we got to understand all this. And so, he's watching you. I hate to break it to you, but he's watching you. You, know, you ever had that feeling like something's watching you? Someone's watching, that kind of spooky feeling? I don't want to spook you, but the demonic realm watches especially the saints of God because we are the only resistance. We're the only ones that stand in his way and his agenda. Everyone else is good to go. Backslidden, slidden. Christians, I mean, he's like, all right, keep going, man. Make a mess of the testimony of Jesus of your life. He loves that. If you're, if you're lukewarm, he probably leaves you alone. It's like, don't touch him. I like him just like that. But when you start to, to get firm in your faith, when you start to get uh, a backbone and you start to get vision for your life and you start making, making movement and starting, things start to happen in the kingdom, you become a builder of the kingdom and, and you become a threat to the enemy. He began, I believe the demonic realm sets out assignments to, to watch you, to study you. They got to find your weakness. You know, and, that, and at the same time, we're encouraged to figure out <laughs> the schemes and the plans of the enemy, to not be ignorant. We're not supposed to focus and, and trip out on it and dissect it to a place where that's all we think about is darkness, but we're to be aware enough. You know, when you think of sports games, they talk about you know, studying the tape, you know, looking, looking at the tape. 
And uh, what does that mean? Well, a lot of times when they're getting ready to face an opponent, like the Titans would be coming up here soon as the season starts, well, they're, they're going to spend not just time running around chasing a ball and on the field and working out and, the, and pumping up, but they're going to spend some time getting some head knowledge of the enemy, the opponent, opponent that they're fixing to face the next week. And they're going to watch, okay, who are the players? Who to watch out for? What kind of plays do they like to play? What way are they going to be coming at you? What are their strengths? And figuring out their weaknesses. How many people understand the devil's got some weaknesses? We're going to expose some weaknesses of the devil this morning, okay? I'm going to show you how to whoop up on them. Because that's what your inheritance. Okay? And so uh, we need to understand the way the devil l likes to trip up on us. And he'll, he'll study you. He'll know. And he'll look at you and he'll say, well, they're strong in this, this, and this. But there's one area, man, I got him. I got him. He's wide open. We, we'll expose that weakness. I'll devise a little Delilah over here. Just kind of shoot her in at the right moment. Great man of faith, gifted, da-da-da. Here comes Delilah. Just happened to be Samson's weakness. Took him out. Took him out. He was a tragic hero. He took some guys out at the end of his life. But, man, what a, what a mess. What a disgrace, if you will. And we don't have to go out like that. We can be smarter than that. We can be smarter than the way the devil's devising tactics designed specifically for you to take you out. Does this make sense? Am I, am I going too, too graphic here? We okay? Am I still breathing? All right, let's go. So we're called to resist this old devil, this snake, this dragon. And resist in the Greek means to stand against, to stand in opposition, fiercely opposing the devil with determination, using everything in our power. And how many people are excited that God has given us spiritual weapons that demolish demonic strongholds? We've got things at our disposal. We've got an endless supply of ammunition if you know where to get it. Woo, come on, somebody. Don't make me preach to myself up in here. By the way, just because I'm preaching on resisting the devil doesn't mean I got it together. I'm just like you, like the next guy. I got to fight the battle. I got to keep the, the faith. I've messed up. I've tripped up. I'm in the battle with you. But we're going to get equipped together. Amen? So, um, what we got to do, first and foremost, you got to let the demonic realm... You got to let the devil know that you mean, you mean business, that you can't be easily pushed around. You can't be easily moved. You, can, you, you won't run away at the first shiny object. Oh, lost my focus. I'm just off track. But that you're, you're devoted to the Lord and to the mission that's at hand. And so the, the Bible also describes this battle between good and evil that we're part of, whether you like it or not, you're in it. So, hey, to break it to you, you're like, I don't like war. <laughs> well, sorry, it's not about what you like, it's what you're in. And now we got to win. And so it describes it as, as wrestling, a wrestling match. And wrestling, if, you know, we could talk to Kyle, he could give us all kinds of insights on that, right? Kyle, you know, it's, it's a very intimate form of combat. I mean, it takes, <laughs> it takes perseverance, it takes determination, 
I mean, you have to have what it takes to keep going because the enemy's trying to wear you out. He's trying to tear you down, just like the demonic realm will try to do to you. He's trying to wear you out, trying to wear out the saints. He's trying to get you to break your will and just get you to quit. Like, this is too painful. It hurts too much. I'm done. Does this make sense? I remember the first time my, my parents signed me up for jujitsu. It, it was bad. I'll tell you, it was bad. <laughs> Praise be to God, I, f- I, found, I found hockey. Because <laughs> I don't know, Kyle, I don't know how you did wrestling, man. I just don't know. <laughs> well, what happened to me, just a funny story, but I, I literally just quit. I just like, don't be like me in the spirit realm. I just, like, but I, I had my first fight. It was going okay for a while. I had a few couple months, and they're teaching me a few things. I'm just a newbie, just an eight-year-old guy. And all of a sudden, it's time to actually do a match, and they got people, your opponents, and they, and they line me up with this girl. I'm like, what? <laughs> this 12-year-old girl, like twice the size of me. And, like, she, you know, we do this jujitsu thing, and I'm just like, next thing you know, I am underneath her. I got an armpit in my face, and I'm like, this is the most disgraceful, embarrassing thing I've ever been through in my eight-year-old life. I'm done. I literally told my dad, I'm done. Next sport. And we found hockey. Praise be to God. Woo-hoo. So wrestling is not for the faint of heart, but we're called to wrestle powers and principalities. Yeah, she whooped me. She did. I admit it. I went away with my tail between my legs. The disgrace of it all. Anyways, moving on. Praise be to God. We get to move on in life, right? So, uh, so you know, the devil comes to Jesus right in a vulnerable time. He's 40 days in a desert fasting. The devil knows when to exploit us. He, he came to Jesus at an opportune time when he's like, I can, you know, I can exploit his flesh. I'm sure he's weak and hungry. And, and he begins to bring his best temptations best enticements, but praise be to God, Jesus didn't fall for it, and we're going to figure out, you know, some ways that, that Jesus stood, um, but the devil is persistent. He's persistent mostly with this. Let me submit this to you. He's persistent with his lies. If there's the one thing the devil's going to keep doing, he's going to keep lying. He's going to keep coming at you with lies, and uh, so we have to face his resistance, his persistence with our persistence. And we have to stand on the truth and we have to know how to defend against the lies of the evil one that wants to mess with your head. Because that's where he starts. And we'll get into that in a second. So Ephesians chapter 6, we read it. And the first part I want to just point out to you about the full armor of God, it says, stand firm then. So first of all, we have to be willing to stand firm. We can't be pushed around. These loosey-goosey, you know, carnal Christians that just get whooped so easy or just bail out so quick. I mean, God's looking for staying power. He's looking for some people that got some unction to function in the ways of the Lord and, and will keep on keeping on. Because persistence overrules the resistance of the devil. If you're steadfast... You're going to wear him out. I, I believe the devil's got almost like zero patience. If he's, not, if he's not making progress with you, I mean, he moves on to the next guy. Yeah, he'll come back again at an opportune time. You've got to be ready. But I don't believe the devil can handle uh, uh, someone who's steadfast. It's just drive him crazy. He's like, man, this guy just, 
is steadfast, disciplined in the ways of the Lord. Just disciplined. Don't ever underestimate disciplines in your life, in your life. Self-control that just keeps you on track, keeps you on a straight and narrow path. So we were to put on the, the armor so we can stand against the devil. So we're going to talk a little bit about this. So point number one, you ready to get into it? That was all just a warm-up. Are you warm? All right. So here we go. Uh, we're to resist him. And the first way, I want to, this isn't in a particular order, just the way the Lord kind of spelled it out for me. But the first is, we need salvation. You're not going to get very far in the battle against the devil if you're not saved. Actually, you're going to go down with him into the pit, into the lake of fire. If you're not saved, if you don't have Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you're not getting anywhere. You're going nowhere quick. You're actually going with the devil. You're on his team. You're a, a... a son of, of the devil. You know, the fact he says a father of lies, a father means he multiplies, right? He has sons and daughters that are on his team in, in his family, sadly, but it's true. And so we must be born again. Jesus said, you must be born again. You must be born again. There's no way around it. You must be born again. If you're going to have the helmet of salvation, you must be born again. Because the enemy's aiming at your head. The battle starts with your head, the battle for your mind, the battle for your thoughts. And that's why they're called believers, those who are of Jesus, those who have received Jesus and salvation, humbly submitted and and said, Lord, I I repent of my wicked ways. I want to follow you. I I call you Lord. I call you Master. And and that's that's a believer, okay? And so the devil comes, okay, if if he sees you believing, that's one thing. Well, he's like, well, if I can't stop them from believing, if they're steadfast and they're on this straight and narrow path leading to life, what's he going to do next? He's going to try and take away the joy of your salvation. Because if he takes your joy, he takes your strength. And then you're just like a wet noodle for Jesus. So, sorry, that was weird. But, <laughs> but you, if, without strength, without backbone. <laughs> All right? And so don't let the devil steal the joy of your salvation. That's, if he can just take that off you, Man, you're just kind of like limping through life, kind of like, yeah, we have our bad days, but if, if you're starting to fall into a pit of discouragement and, and depression and apathy, I mean, don't, don't receive it. Don't stay there. Get up. Ask for prayer. Get help. You know, he'll steal your joy. But the reality is no one can snatch you from the Father's hand. Isn't that good news? Like once you're in, you're in. Okay? God's got you. So therefore, we can... Be joyful. We can rejoice always because we know who wins this fight and we know which team we're on. And so this battle for the mind, this is so important, the the helmet of salvation that that we can take every thought captive because it starts right here. It starts right here. Just one thought, one enticement, one temptation, one doubt, if you will. And all of a sudden, everything can start to unravel. When everything was perfect in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, everything's in perfection. They're walking with God every day in the cool of the, of the evening. And there is no sin. <laughs> it has not entered in. And yet the snake, as the devil chooses the snake to embody a snake, the most cunning creature, and begins to speak to Eve. And what does he do? He just sows doubt. So all he had to do is just start to, just a seed of doubt. 
Doubting the goodness of God. Be careful whenever you start to doubt the goodness of God. I've seen so many believers that used to be believers. Now they're unbelievers. People that, that were Bible-believing, uh, you know, Christians, I guess you could say, because we can turn from it, you know. And uh, that once heralded the name of Jesus and believed the Word of God and have turned and are, are now, you know, they got, well, I got wounded in church. Don't be surprised if you get wounded in church. I mean, the devil wants to fight the church so hard. That's the main battleground. If he can take out the church, you're, we're the only resistance. Everyone else is going his way. So don't be surprised if some hardship comes amongst the brethren. But be vigilant. Protect one another. Watch out. Because he wants to get in the church. He wants to divide and conquer. We talked about his very name. It's diabolical. Uh, and he wants to divide, bring division. And so, everybody got the helmet of salvation? Let's just say, let's get, let's get a show of hands. Is everyone here saved, born again, sanctified? Oh, that looks good. I like that. That makes me happy. If, if, if you're not convinced of that, if you don't know Jesus, you don't know where you're going, what your life is all about, where you're going to end up, then please pray today. Today's a good day for salvation. Amen? You'll never regret that. So point number two, that's point number one in resisting the devil. You need to be saved. You need that helmet of salvation to protect your mind and your thoughts, protect your soul. Point number two, we need the word of God to fight the evil one, the God of this world, the ruler of this world, the prince of the power of the air. How are we going to fight him? He sounds daunting. Well, we're going to fight him just as Jesus did, as we talked about when Jesus was in, in the desert. And he was tempted, and he fought him primarily with the word of the Lord. Remember, Jesus said, it is written. You know, when the, when the devil's like trying to con him into, hey, just bow down and, and worship me. You know, just, uh, you know, I'll give you all these kingdoms, all the nations. You notice that Jesus didn't say those aren't yours to give. The God of this world. He didn't say, they're not yours. He just, he just said, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So the devil has authority. He has influence. He can make deals with people. You hear people selling their souls for rock and roll, selling their souls to be a celebrity, selling their souls, the Illuminati. You hear that? So this real stuff. People sell out. So I, I want fame. They got that same Lucifer spirit. I want to rise to the top. I want a name. I want fame. Look at Nashville, Tennessee, the name, fame game. Careful, if you want to be a star, you could fall just like the stars, the sons, sons of God that fell with Satan, the angels that traded it all in and now forever regret it. Forever, for eternity, they'll regret their choice. May it not be so of you. And so... The word of the Lord. We have to know the word. We have to worship the Lord. We have to get in the word. You know, the, the Satan, he loves to counterfeit. He doesn't create anything. He creates a mess. I can say that. But that's about all he'll create. He can't create. He's not a creator like our, our sovereign father. So he'll bring counterfeits. So the things that replicate, that look like what God has created. Just a little twist. Just a little transgender. 
We'll just transit a little bit. We'll just shift it. We'll just redefine marriage just, just enough to... We'll go from civil unions. Okay, we got that a couple decades. Now we'll just shift a little more. Just he's, and he's, he's wicked in his ways. He's cunning. And he'll keep shifting and shifting the goodness of what God has created. God's when he created, he said, it is good. Right? Humanity, everything he created. So he counterfeits. And he brings a perversion. He brings a twisting of that which was once good and declared by the Lord himself. And so how are we going to hold the course? How are we going to swing this sword of the Spirit? And I want to say that it's the it's Bible. I believe it's the Word of Truth, the inherent Word of God, God-inspired, God-breathed Word of God. If you don't believe the Bible, I mean, let's talk. <laughs> you know, we, we, get, we're going to have to talk because if you don't believe the Bible, I don't even know what you're doing here. I mean, I'm not saying leave, but I'm just saying, I mean, we, got no, we have no common truth. It's all relativism. It's, it's your truth and my truth. And that conversation will go on forever, and it goes nowhere quick. And that's where our society is right now. Watch the chaos that's descending upon our society. When there's no moral code, there's no truth. The, the Ten Commandments aren't even relevant. So we see what we're getting, what the devil wants to do. He wants to, he wants to extract the Word of God, but it's the sword of the Spirit. So it's not just the Word of God. We need the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, to help us interpret it, that it's fruitful, that it's good for humanity. It's by the Spirit. You know, the, the early church, they didn't have the canonized Bible for 300-something years. They, they had the letters, they had some letters of apostles circulating, and they had the Spirit of God filled with the power. And so we need to have the Word and the Spirit, the, the sword of the Spirit. Y'all getting this? And so here's a, here's a thing also. So, so the devil might come to you. I'm sure he has because you're human and he loves preying on humans. Okay? He loves messing with what God has created. And, and so he comes to us and he'll speak a lie as he does, a father of lies. He'll speak a lie, plant a lie. How many of you guys have ever heard a lie of a devil in your ear? We got two people. Okay. We need some discernment up in here. <laughs> Gift of discernment is way lower. <laughs> Is that me speaking or is that the devil, Lord? <laughs> I don't know the difference. All right, anyways, we'll get there. Uh, so when the devil comes and he speaks a lie and you go, wait a sec, because you know the word, come on, because you know the word, if you don't know the word, you can't expose the counterfeit. You can't discern it. You have no reference. You've got no way to even start. So all these voices in your head, but once you start knowing the word, you go, uh-uh, wait a second, it is written. Wait a second. I know what my Bible says. I know what the Lord says about me. And so here's, here's the beautiful thing, too. So when you discern the voice of the devil, this is really fun. It just messes with the devil. You learn to do this. He'll just, you'll drive him crazy, okay? What you do, when the devil comes and he lies to you, you just flip it. You go, okay, that's definitely not the devil. It doesn't line up with the Bible. It, like, you, you know, and so you flip it. So what, you just, what's the opposite of that? He says, you're a loser. You're a loser. <laughs> of course, he doesn't talk like that. He comes as an angel of light, <laughs> right? But when you discern the voice of the devil, you can just flip it and say, no, God says I'm, I'm victorious in Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you begin to just flip that negative word, that, that deceptive word, that thing that's going to drag you into a pit. I mean, if he could have his way, he'd have us all commit suicide. But that's not the truth. The truth is, no, I have abundant life. We read it, didn't we? Yeah. We read it. We, he's purchased us abundant life, life to the fullest 
in Christ Jesus. So you got to learn to flip the, the lie when it comes your way. The opposite of what the devil is saying to you. That's one way it really works. But you have to know the word to be able to even do that accurately. You hear that? <laughs> that was just to try to get, get you all to talk a little bit. I get lonely up here sometimes. All right, where, where are we at here? Um, so are we good with that? So the word, how important is the word? Woo! Exceedingly important. Be people of the word. I love being an opposite spirit of what the culture is doing. I don't know about you guys. Maybe I got a rebellious streak, but I use it for Jesus. So if the culture is all going this way and the masses are going this way, then I'm like, well, that pretty much, if the, put it this way, if the media is all saying one narrative, you can pretty much know, flip it, and there'll be something different that God's really saying. And the media is saying, fear, 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 run for the hills, distance yourselves six feet away. Next thing you know, you'll be six feet under. That's that fear that comes in, tries to just tear us apart, divide us. And we got to know how to flip that and say, no, my God says, let the saints not stop meeting together, especially as you see the day approaching. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go the opposite spirit. The culture says, oh, that Bible, that's old school stuff, man. That was interpreted by a man that got all messed up. You can't trust that anymore. We've moved on. We now do magic mushrooms to have spiritual experiences and God encounters. There's people out there, guys. I'm telling you. There, there's, there's believers that have literally taken that path. They once used to believe the Bible. I'm telling you, the Bible is miraculous. Woo, come on, someone. All right, we got to move on. I'm getting... Point number three. Y'all ready for this? How to resist the devil. Point number three. Our faith. Our faith. What's the faith in the full armor of God? It's a shield, right? How important is a shield when you're going to war? Very important. It literally, literally says it puts out, I love this, every fiery dart. Your faith can put out every fiery dart. Whoo, that's good news, someone. And we need it because the devil is described in the Bible as the accuser of the brethren. So he's shooting at you constantly. And we need that be able to lift that shield of faith. And we put that faith, faith comes from hearing and hearing of the word of God. So it's connected to the word. You got no, nothing to put your faith in if you don't know the word. Faith, well, I have faith. I'm a faith-based ministry. Well, are you? Faith in what? My, human, my hum, humanity and my, my, my good works. Yeah, well, if it's not attached to Jesus and the word of God, then you're going to fall short of the full intention of your faith. We can put faith in all kinds of weird things. Some people putting faith in the stock market, faith in this, faith in that, faith in my own ability. I'm a self-made man. No, I'm talking about faith in Jesus, our Savior. Okay, Jesus, who's our advocate, who's our defender. That's who we put our faith in. So don't, here's, here's the bottom line when it comes to faith. Don't drop your guard. Don't drop your guard. There'll be an onslaught of doubts and lies coming your way. Keep that shield of faith up. We talked about in the garden, the very first enticement that the snake, the devil through the snake brought 
was to begin to doubt God's goodness. He's holding back on you. And faith, we know uh, Hebrews chapter 11, you can read it. Here's your reading assignment for the week. Everybody read Hebrews chapter 11. It'll encourage your heart so much. But it's all by faith. The hall of fame of faith right there. And you see, and now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. For this is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen is not made out of what was visible. By faith, Adam, or Abel, sorry. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain. And then it goes on. Enoch, it goes on. Noah, Moses, Abraham, on and on and on. All the heroes of the faith. It describes it in detail. Isaac, Jacob, Esau, Goes on and on. Everybody doing great exploits. Everybody seeing victory, seeing breakthrough by faith. By faith, they came out of Egypt. By faith, the prostitute Rahab. By faith, David and Samuel and Samson and Barak and Gideon. Every great story, every breakthrough that we see, it was all done by faith. And so keep that shield of faith up. Keep that guard. You'll end up doing great exploits. I guarantee you. You keep your faith up long enough. You'll, you'll be repositioned, you'll be positioned for victory, and you'll see breakthrough. And you're going to see, there's people here who are going to see things that right now is just a dream, just a, just a, a vapor out there. Could, could it be that God could do this with my life, or I could see this in my generation? I'm telling you, you hold that shield of faith up long enough, and eventually the devil's going to be so tired of wasting all his arrows on you. Oh, come on, somebody. So he only got so many flaming arrows, he's like, I've already tried all those on them. Okay, let's, let's, we're, we're going to have to do a part three, it looks like, because we're, we're trying to get to point seven here, and we're only on, are we only on three? How many have I done? Lord have mercy, what am I talking about up here? All right. Yeah, point number three, that's what, it, that's what we are. All right, okay. Uh, point number three on how you're going to resist the devil, submission to God. Submission. Everybody say, is that four? Oh, I'm, mess, I'm messed up here. All right, point number four, everybody. Submission to God. That's, that makes me feel better. I made more progress than I thought. All right, here we go. And we'll end with this one, and we'll save the last three, because there's some doozies. We'll save them for next Sunday. Lord willing. And the creek don't rise. All right. <laughs> submission to God. Everybody say, Submission. You're on a mission, but you're on a submission. There's, a, there's authority above you. Y'all got it? Who's, who's in charge? At large and in charge. The Lord himself, the master, the Lord of hosts. We work for him. We're on a mission that he calls us to. And so submission to God. And we talked about the sword of the spirit. We talked about the faith, uh, shield of faith. Now we're going to talk about the belt of truth. And we're going to combine it with the breastplate of righteousness in, in light of this submission. So if we're really authentic before God, we have that, like the Roman soldiers, they'd have that, the girdle underneath the armor, and they had to have the belt to hold it all together, okay? That belt of truth. A pers- in a personal way, in the undergarments that we're talking about, has it been applied to your life? It's one thing to hear a good message or flip on a sermon or a YouTube or this or that, but it's totally different when it starts to be, starts to get down under and into, the, into your business, into who you really are, what you do in private, uh, what your thoughts are when everything's quiet. 
and we begin to apply the truth and we begin to apply this submission to God, like, God, I really am following you. I really am authentic and genuine and wanting to pursue you and your ways and my life is not my life. I, I've offered it up. I pre presented myself as a living sacrifice. I'm yours, I'm yours, I'm yours. And so we begin to, to, to have that belt of truth and that blessed breastplate of righteousness. We begin to be transformed into the character of Christ as we submit to God. Submit yourselves to God. Why is this important in light of the, the spiritual warfare? James 4, 7, we read it. Submit yourselves to God then. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Okay, this is why it's so important. Because you can't go to war against an old devil dragon, satanic dragon, and think you're going to win if you're not submitted to God. But there's some people, I believe, literally, that we, we get so good at submitting to God. I know it sounds weird. We're good at submitting to God in an independent culture. But people are, get so good at just coming under and, and coming under the word and the counsel of God and humbling ourselves before God that the devil, he just gets tired. I'm, I'm, not, I'm out of breath. I'm not going to them again. I gotta, I'm going to be on the run again. And I'm tired of running all the time. You put the devil on the run constantly. It's like, if I come after him, I'm going to be running again. I'm tired of doing this marathon every time I come up against Evan. This is the devil talking, not wanting to, anyways. <laughs> but you see, see what it does to the devil? It puts him out of breath. He's, he's overexerted because he's coming up against you once again. And you're fully submitted to God. Therefore, you put him, the devil, on the run. Woo, come on, someone. He will flee. Now, here's the danger of this. We might be submitted in this area, and this area, and this area. However, this area, God isn't quite Lord of that area of my life. And sometimes we have a little pet area like that. That's my private stash over there. That's my secret sin. That's my area that I haven't quite figured out how to give that to God. So I'm going to keep that for myself here and and then they go up into spiritual warfare we go up into spiritual warfare and we wonder why we get whooped is there a particular area you've been whooped in time and time again could it be possibly you're not submitted to the Lord no it couldn't be that let's move on oh wait a sec no let's not let's dig a little deeper can we do that if you're dealing with an addiction, if you're dealing with an area where you just constantly disaster after disaster, the cycle, you're just like, man, here we, am I doing this mountain again? Am, are you kidding me? I'm, like, I'm, I'm doing another circle in the desert. I want to suggest to you, I believe that's an area of lack of submission, just like the Israelites. Grumbling, complaining, won't trust, well, we'll trust them with this, we'll trust them with that. We'll trust them to deliver us. Those plagues were good. I like that. I like when we got all that gold of Egypt. That, you know, was hard to carry through the desert, but that was kind of cool, you know. But, there's, but then it comes to an area like, wait a second, don't touch my food or don't touch my water, right? Or don't touch my sexual life, whatever it might be. But there's areas where we're not willing to give it over. Therefore, we suffer and we never make it to the promised land. And so cycles of wasted time and cycles of pain that the Lord wants to deliver us from. And he wants to put that same devil that's whooping up on you on the run. And you see the victory in, in that area of your life. My dating life. 
Whoa, don't touch that. No, anything but that, Lord. Oh, I got quiet. But we're going to talk about everything. Because if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. Ooh, did I say that? If he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. He comes for all. Unless you're willing to give up everything, you cannot be my disciple. He said that. I didn't say that. That's too much. I would have been like, no, nah, that sounds unreasonable. We need a couple little areas of personal relief over here and here and here. You know, just. But the Lord comes along and says, no, I'm worth it all. I gave it all. I'm worth it all. Lord, help us. God wants us free. And then a lot of people think, man, you whooping up on me this morning? No, we're trying to get you free so that you can have abundant life and experience the blessings of God, the fullness of God, that abundant life that we talked about that maybe only a few Christians find in this life. Some of us like, well, I'm okay. As long as I'm making it to heaven, I'll experience abundant life then. No, he wants you to experience victory here and now. And be a model that many people can look at and go, whoa, look at how they put the word of God into practice. Look at how they tenaciously followed the Lord. Look at how they ferociously resisted the devil and found victory in this life so that you can be a model for a generation that's following you, that's looking to you and going, how do we do this again? Mm. Resistance. We are the resistance. Let's go ahead and we can, I think we'll end at, you said it was point four, right? So let's pray. Isn't God good? He comes for us, but he's not playing. You know? He says it's a straight and narrow path that only a few find. And we need to humble ourselves before him and say, God, I'm, I believe, but help my unbelief. The areas of my life are not yet submitted, not yet transformed. Lord, I'm not going to give up on those. I'm not going to hold them to myself and hold back from you, Lord. You're worth it all. You're worthy of it all. Jesus. Jesus. Someone say Jesus. It's your greatest weapon, the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. We thank you, Father. Come up under the fear of the Lord. Holy reverence for an awesome God who loves us with an everlasting love and doesn't go changing on us. Calls us to the beauty and the bounty of his kingdom, his eternal kingdom. He wants to train us to hate what is evil to love what is good, to hate what is evil. Lord, purge our hearts, Lord. Circumcise our hearts, Lord. Where we could see as you see and feel as you feel, God. We want to walk in your ways, God. Jesus. Have you ever had an area you weren't sure about? Like following the Lord or you're just like I don't know that just sounds just feels too personal just I don't know if I trust him to that level just I just felt like the Lord said just, 
Just try me. Just try me. Try my word. Try my ways. And see if I don't bless you and bless you good. Well, you look back and go, whoo It was true after all. He was true. Jesus. We don't know till we try. You don't know until you've proven God, until you've stepped out on the word of faith. Can I really live by faith? Can I really serve him? Can I break from the rat race of this world? And even, when, even if you win, you're still a rat. Can I break from all that and live by faith? Can I trust him for my spouse? Can I stay pure? Can I turn off the pornography? Whatever it might be, the Lord says, try me. Try my way. My ways are higher than yours. They're better. I want to bless you. I want to bless you good. I want to make you a Daniel in your generation. I want to make you a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who don't bow to the things of this world. It's like, I'll, I'll, you know, they, those boys, when they were facing the fiery furnace and the wicked king, Nebuchadnezzar, was saying, to bow and worship him. And they said, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. We worship the Lord. We're not, not doing that. They didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't know how it was going to work out for them. They just had to try it. Some things in life you're just going to have to try and see if there's a fourth man in the fire. And there was. And they came out. They didn't even smell like smoke. And the whole nation flipped because there was a few that were daring to try God, to test them out. If we, die, if we die trying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try the word of the Lord. I'm going to try the wisdom of God. People try all kinds of stuff, put, take all kinds of drugs and risk their very fabric of their brain cells. They'll try all kinds of worldly stuff. Ah, no big deal. Ah, have at it. Party on. Look at Broadway. Look at people just destroying their lives. and They're trying all kinds of stuff. Why not try God? He's holy. He's holy, and he's good, and we can trust him. But you won't know till you try in that area that's been unsubmitted. So, Lord, help us, Lord. Let's take a moment, and I just feel like the Holy Spirit wants to just do a work in some people's hearts, maybe this morning. Maybe it's money. Like so many, so many times, it's a stronghold of money that just keeps us tripped up. Lord, loose us, free us, Lord. Show us your ways. Show us the way of everlasting. And we're just going to take a moment and maybe just let the musicians play. And let's, uh, let's just open the altar. And we'll pray for you. If you need prayer on a specific thing, let's have our ministry team come up. Uh, our staff who's here and also the pillars, you guys would come up. And let's uh, be available to pray. But if you just want to come and Lay yourself before God on this. This old floor has got a lot of tears. A lot of people wrestle with God right here and seen victory. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says to confess so that we may be healed, confess our sins, confess our weaknesses, confess what we're going through, get help, come in the light together. Receive the victory of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So let's just take a moment and 
who's opened it up for ministry. Lord, we just thank you for the power of your word. We thank you that you've given us the ability to resist and to receive the victory of the Lord. We thank you, Father, for, for your counsel. Let it sink in. Let it sink in, Lord, to those areas that we've once been resistant. Let the truth of your word bring freedom. We're sanctified by your word, made free by your truth. In Jesus' name.